I was just a mom of newborn twins who wanted to add a little income from photography so that things weren't so tight. But it felt impossible until I figured out how to save myself and save my dream of being a photographer who could put my family first. On this episode, I'll share how I saved my business and what to do to save yours too. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Those first few years in business when I was totally broken, I felt tremendous pressure to compete on price. Even though I had an MBA and I thought I should have known better, I told myself the lie that so many business owners tell themselves, and here it is. I told myself that customers all make their buying decisions based on price right? We tell ourselves that, don't we? That they're making the decision on price. So I have to be the lowest price or I have to at least compete. I felt that tremendous pressure. But the thing is, clients loved me. They were gushing. They were telling me they would order. They were referring me. I was busy. I was working all the time. But I felt like I was trading my baby's futures. The shoot and burn model is killing families. That's what I was doing. I was giving proofs. I wasn't giving digital files, but I was charging, I think, $75 and they got 35 hand printed black and white proofs. And it was terrible. Like, do the math. I had to buy film and processing. I was making no money. And some of you may be even telling yourself, well, we're artists. We, we aren't supposed to make money. That is not true. I want you to add up your hourly rate. Maybe track it for the next week or two and see how much you're making because it's probably less than minimum wage. I was inexperienced at what I was doing. So I just put the word out there. Even though I was an experienced marketer, I was very nervous as a business owner. So I was attracting the wrong clients. I was cheap. They were referring me to friends who just wanted cheap. It was low touch. I would meet them at the park. I would shoot and then I would drop off their proofs. And like, then this big order was, I don't know how I thought magically going to come in. And those of you who are putting your images online for people to order, it's the same thing. They're not going to, it doesn't serve them and you become an order taker. But I realized I wasn't serving them. They were coming to me for photos, but they were leaving with nothing. They were saying, oh, I want this over my sofa, but it wasn't happening. And so... I felt like I was really failing them and I wanted them to have that artwork. For me, my passion, yes, I do like to make money, but at the end of the day, it's not just about that or we're never going to survive. For me, I wanted everyone to have artwork on their walls because while I have been so fortunate to have amazing parents, they were not into photography. <laughs> so I didn't exist as a child in photos when I was growing up. And actually, if you ever come to my studio, 
when you walk in my camera room, I have about, remember how the prints were little? They were like three by three with that little edge around them. I have a photo of me and my whole body is cut off. You see the top of my head and my brother's in the background out of focus with a runny nose. (laughs) So maybe my parents didn't take photos for a good reason, but it's my best childhood photo. And I put it in a giant frame. And when my clients come in, I show them why I'm so passionate because I don't know what I looked like as a child. When people ask me, who do your kids look like? I tell them, I really don't know. And I want clients to be able to put giant artwork of their kids in their rooms, even in the gawky years when they're teenagers and they don't feel good about themselves. I want to help blended families who are going to feel amazing when they put an image of everybody in the family in one portrait, making everyone feel welcome. I really feel like we have a moral obligation to put our awesomeness into the world because we help people. After people pass on, we are the ones who have created the legacy for the family members to remember them by. And that's really where my passion comes from. And so for me, I was feeling like I was failing them. They weren't ordering, but yet I was working all the time. I was giving it away. I wasn't serving them. So I had to figure something else out because I knew I couldn't continue this way. So that's when I realized, okay, Sarah, let's start by creating a system that actually serves and thrills them, but also allows you to buy groceries to serve your own family dinner, (laughs) right? Because it has to work for both of us. So I asked myself, Why did others get to go to work and get paid? But as photographers, because we actually love what we do, why shouldn't we get paid too? So I saw the biggest thing with my clients was that they were struggling to make a decision. They wanted to go home and think about it. They didn't want to make that decision. And therefore that decision was never getting made. And I knew, okay, I'm also attracting price sensitive clients. So I need to attract clients who really value photography, but I needed to serve them better. So I had to fix a lot of different things. And I had a lot of what we call in my community head trash, right? Like I was hearing these voices in my head saying, Sarah, how can you call yourself a professional photographer, (laughs) right? Like you have no training. People are going to talk about you. They're going to laugh. They're going to be like, who does she think she is? And what if my good clients who are, who are paying nothing, what if they get mad at me? What if they hate me? What are people going to say? Like, what if I lose clients? I'm going to be a failure. And I, I had all of this head trash. And then I remember thinking about my new babies and I'm thinking, why should I leave my babies to go photograph someone else's baby and barely be able to pay someone to take care of my kids? Like that doesn't make sense. I'll just stay home and and have fun with my kids. It was either that that motivated me or the thought of getting a job and putting pantyhose on every day. I don't know about the rest of you, but that, that is not a job that I really ever want again. So... I was attracting the wrong clients. They were price sensitive. So it was time. I just, I had to make massive change, but it had to be more than just pricing. I couldn't just give the same thing and just charge more. So here's what I did. And this is really important. This was my switch. This is when I went from shoot and burn to boutique. So here's what this is like. This is like going from a fast food restaurant to a sit down restaurant. 
Okay, think about it. If you're a fast food restaurant, even driving down my street, there's a McDonald's, a Wendy's, a Hardee's, an Arby's, a Burger King, a Panera, a Long John Silver's, a McAllister's Deli. They're all within a two mile radius, just like that's how many shoot and burn photographers are within a two mile radius of you also. But think about the sit down restaurants in your market. There aren't many. So I wanted to be boutique where I served people. So think about it. The price driven fast food restaurants, aka shoot and burners, they're duking it out to attract the price sensitive consumer. They have a sale on burgers in the drive through lane fills up with people who are making their decision based on the lowest price. I'm sure you found yourself traveling or running errands. Maybe you skipped lunch and you didn't care what you ate because you were hangry. You drove through the nearest drive-thru and you scarfed down those waffle fries, right? Right? And it satisfied the need. You were hungry, you got food, and yeah, it wasn't really healthy food and maybe your body wasn't very happy with you, but it solved the need. But then there are times when you want a high quality meal cooked exactly how you want it, medium well. You want to be served each course one at a time. You want to sit in that beautiful environment in the restaurant with dim lights and a linen tablecloth. Maybe there's a fireplace and you have a server who is so friendly and educated on the menu and wants to really make sure you have a fabulous experience. You want to take time and visit with your family and your loved ones, even if it takes hours. Maybe that's where you go for special birthdays. You love the server. You know his name. And that server recommends the best food on the menu and maybe the wine that goes with it. And maybe dessert. At the end of the meal, are you expecting the price to be the same as the fast food that came in a paper bag and you scarfed down in your car in 3.5 minutes? Of course not. Of course not. That's the difference between shoot and burn the photographer who gives a gallery of images for $200 or a a fee, and the boutique photographer, the one who holds their client's hands through the entire process, shooting, ordering, framing, everything to ensure that the client has beautiful artwork of the people they love displayed forever in their home. So if you track the right clients, they love you, they understand it's going to be a larger investment. They invest and they gush on you to their friends, and they refer you, and so on, and so on. Now, I get it. It's easy to get distracted by the constant presence of the shoot and burn photographer. They're loud, and they're everywhere. Every street I drive down has a car with a giant wrap on it saying photographer. Where my husband and I go to dinner, there's one advertising on the TVs in the restaurant. I even spoke to one of my kids' classes in school a few years ago, and at the end, every single kid raised their hand and said, my mom's a photographer, my dad's a photographer, my uncle's a photographer. I'm surprised they weren't saying, I'm actually a photographer. I'm a fourth grader, but I'm a photographer. So believe me, even in my market, everyone is a photographer. But remember, most of them are like fast food, like McDonald's. And I'm not saying their quality isn't good. There are some great shoot and burn photographers. And come on, if you go to McDonald's and you eat their French fries, like they're got to be ranked up there in the top foods ever, <laughs> or at least the top French fries. So it's not about the quality of the food. It should be. And I always want you working on that. But they're cheap. They're available all the time. They're shoot and burn photographers. They just like taking pictures, making a few extra bucks. They don't want to do the work it takes to be boutique and do the learning that it takes. 
It's so much easier for those of us who are boutique because many photographers, they just want to be photographers. For them, they're happy just taking pictures. But when it comes to building a business that gives you income and lets you put family first, boutique is the only way. For those of you who insist that everyone just wants digital files, ask yourself, at that nice sit-down restaurant, would a customer say, hey, could I just get the meat and the veggies and the potatoes raw so I can go home and cook it myself? No, we want someone who is passionate about food to prepare it for us and make an experience out of it. Again, a lot of photographers are making the assumption that everybody loves photography, everybody loves framing, everybody knows how to hang the artwork in their homes. And that's just not true. There are clients out there in your market who would love to have gorgeous photography displayed in their home in a beautiful album or book on their coffee table and would love for you, the artist, the chef, to create a beautiful portrait meal for them. They want the experience of being brought together as a family or being able to celebrate different milestones of their lives of their children. They want to look up every day at their walls and get goosebumps. That's why we create finish art for our clients. It's ready to hang on their walls. And I know framing is not the most fun part at all of being a boutique photographer, but would the fabulous restaurant send you home with your cake unfrosted, leaving you to find the right frosting or worse, buying a can of frosting at the grocery store? No, <laughs> no, they present it the way they want it presented and you are thrilled. And same thing for us as boutique photographers, we have to finish the job for them. Just like the boutique restaurateur, you are the chef of your business. You get to pick your ingredients. You get to pick how they're put together. And you sure as heck better be using high quality ingredients, providing a high quality experience and doing every single thing you can to thrill your clients throughout the process. Now, I'm going to address what I know you're probably thinking, but Sarah, isn't this holding digital files hostage or cheating clients by withholding their digital files that they're paying for? Look, first off, I started in the days of negatives when it was film and nobody asked for the negatives, but I train photographers. I have a seven B's conversation that I teach that I walk them through and it's very easy. It's seven things that start with the letter B and I teach and I do this about how to go through on the very first phone call or that first conversation to see if that person is a good fit. And if they only want digital files, I'm not the right photographer for them, but often they don't know what else to ask. And they really do want what we have, but no one's ever educated them. Think if you'd only had fast food restaurants in your market and a sit down restaurant opened, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know that that's an option. So we have that conversation right up front. So if that's what they want, we're just not a good fit. I'm also serving myself because part of my personal why, as I mentioned, is that I didn't exist in photos. And I'm so passionate about my clients having framed artwork in their homes. And this allows me to explain that to them on the first phone call. It's not about the digital files. I can't put my best self into the world if I'm working all the time. And you know what? I'm pretty okay with that. I can't do what I've done for charities or be the mom that I am and I'm able to be if I was working all the time and if I was exhausted and crabby mommy and I've been exhausted and crabby mommy and it's not pretty. <laughs> With the shoot and burn model where a photographer sells a CD of high-res images to their clients for a few hundred bucks, that can't be scaled either, right? It's time for money 
and you only have so much time. So let me give you an example. If you have five clients a week paying you $200, that's a $52,000 a year job. And when your 40 hours or more are gone, that's it, you're capped. What if you want more than that? What if you want more time with your kids, more freedom? With this shoot and burn model, you're working all the time. You're up all night. Your relationships suffer. Your health suffers. Your self-worth suffers. You could be crabby mommy, crabby daddy, exhausted, clinging to a dream, trying to accomplish it by just grinding, working harder, 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 but you have a broken model. Thinking if you just work hard enough, it'll happen, but that's not the reality and it wasn't worth it for me. And I hope, I hope I can persuade you to look at a different model because it's so, so frustrating to try to make a broken model work. Now, back to digital files. With this said, I do give my clients that small digital file of everything they purchase because once they have that image, it's going to be out there anyway but I'm serving them by creating beautiful artwork for their homes. Now think about this. If you're using low price or discounts to attract clients, which, which kind of clients will you be attracting? The ones who are hungry and just need to satisfy their hunger with the cheapest Happy Meal, right? Maybe they're scrapbookers. They're, they want photos for their holiday card or they're telling themselves the lie that they'll one day print them and no one ever does. <laughs> or do you want the clients that want beautiful artwork for their walls, right? People who are decorating and, and need help. Maybe they aren't happy with the print they bought at TJ Maxx or, or the ugly mirrors that they bought thinking they would replace, but they didn't know what better to replace it with. And you start that conversation. There's so many people who don't even know and understand what boutique is and what we can do for them. So once I fixed everything and I started marketing the right way, the way I knew how from my ad agency days, I started attracting the right clients. It's funny, the very first right client that came in, her name was Julie. She came in wanting everything. And I was still, I still had a lot of head trash and I tried to sabotage the sale and keep her from buying a lot, but she invested $1,800. This was, I don't know, 17 or so years ago. And even after I tried to ruin that sale, and I remember everything changed for me because I was thinking, oh my gosh, if one person is this happy and excited about what I do, I know I, I can do this again and again and again, and I can find all of these clients. So in my community, everybody calls that right client a Julie. So I did the math after my Julie, this first right client, and I thought, oh my gosh, if I even had a $1,000 average and I got 100 clients, that's like two a week, that's a six-figure business. Like, that's great. I could do that part-time and still be a mom. Or what if I got 50 clients at $2,000? That's a $100,000 business and that's one client a week. This is when it all clicked that, oh my gosh, I've got to get rid of digital clients. I've got to serve the clients who love photography at a higher level so that I can make money and I can be a great mom and I can have my life back. What also surprised me as I started going is I started getting clients who I loved working with. They didn't whine, they didn't complain. They didn't want more for less. They loved everything. And if you think about the, the customers who go to these really nice restaurants, they tip well, they love their server. They know the owner by name. They're giddy about new items when they come out on the menu. Those are the people who we're looking for. They don't bicker over cheap prints or beg for free stuff or guilt me about my prices. That didn't happen anymore. 
And literally, if you you have fear about losing some clients and you have some of those clients, think about it. That might be okay if they moved on to another photographer because back when I was a kid, there everybody didn't have a camera in their pocket, but now everybody does. So we're not depriving anyone of photos. Everyone has access. The bottom line is everybody values different things. We can't serve everyone, but there are enough clients in my market and in your market to make the living we want and be able to put our family first if we run the right kind of business. I love helping photographers successfully transition from shoot and burn to boutique so they too can stop believing the underpriced commodity photographer who's selling or giving everything away is their competition. Just like McDonald's is not in direct competition with your favorite nice restaurant, the one you visit for special occasions, you're not in competition with the shoot and burn photographer. Write that down. You're not in competition with the shoot and burn photographer when you're boutique. Read it every single day and I will talk to you soon. Hey photographer, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked this episode and you got value out of it, can you do me a really quick favor so that more people can hear it? Would you please head over to Apple Podcasts and do one quick little thing? Leave a rating and or review and tell me what you think of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. When I get feedback on the episodes you like the most, it really helps me as well. It helps me to know where you're struggling in your business or where you need more information. And until next time, remember, you're worth every penny.